Welcome to the Law of Startups Podcast. I'm Mike Schneider. And I'm Joe Wallen. Thank you for being with us. Uh, today, we're lucky to have in the studio Ali Amadon from Brimby. Uh, Ali, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So tell us about Brimby. What, what is Brimby and how did you start that and what was the inspiration behind it? And- yeah. So, so Brimby is um, a platform that makes it easy for individuals to get groups of friends to go to shows together. Okay. And, you know, we started Brimby about a year and a half ago um, because we saw that there was a gap in the market, that it was way too difficult for people to get groups of friends together to attend shows, to go to different experiences together. And so really, um, in the market, we were seeing all these buying signals. We were seeing on various social media sites, Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp, um, a lot of individuals who were asking their friends to join them at things, but there was no last mile solution to help them go through that transaction of saying, okay, now let's actually go. Let's get ourselves there. Um, and so we came up with Brimby, which is that last mile solution that takes individuals from these social media sites where they want to gather, they want to organize, they want to go get in real life, right? They have this enormous aspiration of, of living, but then they're stuck on social media and there's no actual way to organize and get themselves to the show or to the experience. Right, right. And so what we found is that people actually don't want to transact in vertical. They don't want to transact in platform on Facebook. They want to be able to reach their friends where they are, whether that's on text message or email, right, or Instagram or Facebook, but they need to be able to reach each of these individuals in whatever platform or vertical their friend is on. And there's no way to do that today. So you can invite, so if I I opened a Brimby account this morning, by the way, and so I can just pick an event I want to go to, and then I can start shooting texts or emails or whatever to Mike, to you, and just whoever wants to go. And we can buy all to, as one group together, or how does the buying? Yep, work? it's it's one group. So we're in, you know, we're in an MVP stage. So we had this idea, this kind of audacious goal, and and we said, well, let's test it. Let's see how people feel because what you know we when we interviewed individuals when we did our research, everybody read the the problem resonates. Everybody feels it deeply. Everybody wants to go to more live music. Um, and to have more experiences with their friends in real life. Um, what we needed to figure out is, is the solution we came up with match you know, the type of problem they're having and, and did we solve it? And so what we came up with, and that's what you signed up for today, yeah. um, is a, a system that allows for you to go and invite a group of friends to a specific show that you want to attend. Okay. And what we find is that there are, you know, there are very specific shows where you're going to go. And you may just buy two tickets, but what if you could get easily six or eight of your friends to go with you, would you? And what we're finding is that yes, you would. And so in the current model, and this is changing and pivoting and growing obviously, but in the current model, you're able to pick the show you wanna go to and seamlessly easily create a one-click invitation, almost like an Evite or a Doodle, that has all of the pertinent information in it so that your friends can seamlessly and easily say, yes, I'm in. And you are responsible for booking for the group as you ordinarily would, but we, you know, through technology, make it easier to make sure that your friends know how much they're paying 
right? And that you're going to be paid back immediately as soon as you buy the tickets. And so it's almost an insurance policy of sorts, right? The, the common problem that everyone has is like, yeah, I really want to go to that show. I really want to get my friends to go, but I've been burned way too many times. I'm not going to buy 10 tickets to the show right, right. because people aren't going to show, out, show up. They're going to stall or they're not going to pay me back. So the payback occurs immediately through the app or? So... It, you know, in the next few weeks, we're going to be rolling out some new payment features. Right now, um, it's just built upon the social trust between friends. Okay, okay. And so we're integrated with Square Cash, Venmo, and PayPal. Nice. So as soon as you buy the tickets, you can click a button and the, the charges are sent to your friends. Right. And then they... The request to pay. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds really neat. That's not, so tell us about the... Like the has it been hard getting the word out or how have you guys worked through that? Yeah, so you know marketing is always is always hard especially when you're dealing with an MB MVP and you're trying to figure out who your customers are. Right. You know, we we started with uh, a, you know, a handful of different personas of who are these people right. and where can we find them and how can we access them and how you know, how can we convert? Um right. And so we're in the process of figuring out who those people are. So it's hard right. to invest in marketing when you're still trying to discover who your customer is. Right. Uh, but I will say that, you know, we launched a Facebook ad campaign and yeah. we're starting to learn that sweet spot. Where are these people? Where are they in the funnel? How old are they? What do right. they like? What are their preferences? Um, so we've been playing around with a bunch of different marketing campaigns. But honestly, the reason why Brimby will be successful is because what works best is friend-to-friend -friend recommendations. Right. And so if we can get those key organizers, the people who naturally organize their friends, onto our platform, there's a certain virality and network effect that comes after that where you're going to be inviting 10 of your friends via Brimby. Right. And so our key to success is going to be figuring out who are those super users, who are those organizers, and then what's that second tier virality? How many of your friends convert into organizers down the road? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, Mike, this sounds like a familiar problem, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, getting those. I mean, even even when your app is, uh, is somewhat viral, it's still hard to get that first wave of people in there to spread it around. Um, are you guys doing like online advertising, or is it um, like pure word of mouth? Like, what's what's how how long's the site been live? I guess give us give us a little bit of your of your plans. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So we set uh, a beta live about eight months ago. Um, and we had it in that kind of beta testing stage with family and friends to understand user behavior for a couple months, which is not you know, a good way to test user behavior because they're friends and family, but we wanted to make sure that the systems worked, the technology worked, that there were yeah. you know, real bug bashing. Um, and then about five months ago, we opened up the, the MVP for public use and we went and, you know, we were at Upstream. We did a lot of, you know, local marketing on the ground, talking with people, understanding what their preferences were and getting them onto the platform. Um, so, the, you know, the, the plan for, you know, understanding who the, these super users are, who these organizers are, and how we get them onto the site is the, you know, age-old question and it's, it's definitely a challenge. But what we found is that in music, people are incredibly passionate. And um, when you have music buffs, music fans, they're, they're really willing and able to try new technologies and to get on board early. So we've had, you know, we've had some luck with those users, people who say, well, 
you know, I organize my friends to go to shows and the current, you know, I think we all know that the rule is, is that the new product has to be disruptive enough or be 10x better than what the current solution is. And lucky for us, the current solution is terrible. You know, you're herding cats, you're going between email and text and managing a lot of different people on a lot of different platforms. And so we're lucky that the current solution is really pretty rudimentary, but um, it is definitely a challenge to figure out how to, you know, attain and retain those organizers, those super users. And one of the, you know, the, the hurdles that we face is when you launch an MVP, you want to get all of this information, right? And so you launch it when it's bare bones. I mean, I think Peter Thiel, who probably isn't the safest person to quote right now, but he said <laughs> if you've, if you've, if you've uh, launched a product and you're not embarrassed by it, then you've launched too late. Right. Something along those lines, right. right? And so for us, when you have a consumer product, right, I agree with that wholeheartedly and I'm glad we yeah. do it, but at a certain point, user experience does matter and design does matter and brand does matter. Right. And so one of the things that we're facing in our plans is, okay, how do we strike that balance between wanting to get the product in hand, in hands and validate it while also knowing that the brand matters and the user experience matters, these other things right. that take more time and more understanding and more research. Yeah. Um, but we have been doing online marketing um, through Facebook, mainly to understand who these users are and to understand who's clicking on what and you know what types of prompts get them excited, get them interested, convert them, you know, make them you know come to the site and then organize a group right. of people on Brimby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you try? Have you tried Instagram advertising yet? Yes. So okay. what's cool with Facebook advertising is that you also they send ads via through okay. Instagram. You can select. You can select. Yep. It. Okay. You can. Yep. So how, did, how did the Instagram, how did that work? How did that experiment work? I, I haven't talked to anyone who's done an Instagram ad campaign. Yeah. But I've seen some good, I think some fairly decent ad campaigns roll through my feed, and so it struck me as a potentially fruitful place to... It, it is. Instagram, you know, what we see, and one of the reasons, and we can talk about this a little bit later, but one of the reasons why Brimby is really interesting is because social media is all about aspiration. There's this element of fake life involved in it. You know, on Facebook, we say we're attending 15 events this week, right? I'm supposed to go to three events tonight, right? I don't know if I'm even going to go to one, right. but I've said I'm going, right? Right. And so my friends on Facebook, you know, my friends, <laughs> they right. think that I am going to these events and there's no transparency in that. So I say that because it is a very passive experience on social media. You may click, you may do these things, but there's no, there's not really truly any commitment to follow through. Right. And so advertising on Instagram and Facebook is interesting because you may get a lot of likes. Right. You know, you may get people checking out the site, but how do you actually convert them into a meaningful action? Right. And I think Instagram in specific is tricky because you're not allowed to put links in the posts. Huh. Um, for, for advertising, you can put a call to action. Okay. Um, but, you know, when we post or, you know, we comment, we can't put links in there. We can have a call to action on the advertisement, which is interesting. So what we've been playing around with is, you know, part brand marketing, you know, inspiration, get your friends to go to shows. Right. Right. You know, who's interested in that? Right. And then the other side of it is, is, you know, focusing on a specific event, a specific band, a specific artist, right. and capturing that you know demographic of people who really love the Rolling Stones, who right. really love Pearl Jam. Who, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. If you get the bands, the bands to yeah. to use it to drum up audience for themselves, that might be interesting. I, I don't. I imagine there's a whole plethora of tools, technology tools, technology stack mm -hmm. for for bands. I imagine. 
Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. The the music industry is so fragmented, and it's it's um, some people are really savvy, you know, right. with technology, and some aren't. And we've met with a lot of bands and a lot of venues to understand what their challenges are and what their needs are. Yeah. And they all are craving something like this. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, seventy five percent of artists. Um, uh, the 75% of an artist's revenue comes from touring huh, today. Right. And so there is more supply than ever before. And and what people are looking for is a way to expand audience right. and a, a new way to reach, a new and an innovative and disruptive way to reach these audiences. Right. And so what we believe is that this is going to come from friend-to-friend recommendations. The right. old school way of promoting, it's becoming saturated. When you go online, you see a ton of advertisements. Right. What you really want is for your friend to tell you, hey, I have this curated experience for you. Right. And your friend can make the decision to join you maybe for the artist, but it may just be for the social experience. Right. So what we're doing is expanding audience and taking a new kind of promotional yeah. approach to how do we get people to move from this digital aspiration of, yes, I'm interested in this show or this experience, right. and how do we get them to galvanize their friends so they can actually attend? Yeah, can you do sports too? So that's that's coming <laughs> coming down the road, yeah. for sure, yeah. absolutely. And you know, I was previously at Expedia, um, and there definitely is a travel angle here. Right, right. Yeah, I was thinking. Can, I mean, can an individual user create an event? So when we first launched, yeah. they could create an event, okay. um, absolutely. And we've rolled that back, and we're just focusing on music for now. Okay, okay. Um, okay. Because it's where my passion is, sure, and sure. it's a it's a great way to build a brand and to right. you know reach a certain audience yeah. um so we're launching in music but sporting events are down the road and then there are you know there are a lot of other there are a lot of other um verticals and places where this technology could take hold right um because it's very transferable this idea of group transactions right you know a typical e-commerce decision if you want to go to nordstrom and buy a pair of shoes you don't need to text your 10 friends to ask them what they think you walk in the door and you say, okay, these look good. They fit. They're a pair of Nikes, the same ones I've had for the last five years. Right. I'm going to buy them. But in this new social order, group transactions matter. Hmm. And me making a decision to go to an experience in real life is highly dependent on my friend's willingness to come with me. Right, right. And so that exists not just in music but in a lot of live events. Sure, sure. Including sports. What's your um, long-term plan on monetization or how have you yeah. – how, how much thought have you given that yet? It's a good, it's a really great question. Um, so, you know, we're doing what everybody else does in the market. And so there's a, you know, an affiliate fee program. Every yeah. ticketing site has an affiliate fee program. Okay. And uh, we get a commission on every ticket that's yeah. sold. Well, that's that's really good. That'd be positive. That's a good revenue stream. It right? is. Yep, absolutely. And we played around with some pricing models, not for service fees, because we really would love to disrupt the ticketing you know, industry and 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 make it better for both consumers and bands. Right. Um, but we have been, you know, entertaining an idea of this idea of getting paid back. When you go and you book tickets for Dobe and they're two hundred fifty dollars each, and you're buying them for a big group, right? right. And let's say you spend twenty five hundred dollars. Right. Um, what would you, as the organizer, be willing to pay to get paid back immediately? and not wait for the Venmo, you know, to come through or the PayPal to come through or the Square Cash to come through. Right. So another option for us down the road is saying, well, you know, we could, in theory, pay you back $2,500 as soon as you buy those tickets and then we'll handle, you know, each of your friends paying us back. Right. So we have, you know, there's a lot of ideas there and right. we're playing around with it and seeing what's going to stick. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. So talk about talk about the how how yeah. software development cycle, how that work and did you did you do a lot of that yourself or was it your co founder? And yeah. how did you Talk to us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Sudarshan, my amazing co-founder, okay. ex-Amazon, ex-Microsoft, okay. brilliant, and just an absolutely amazing co-founder. And I'm sure you have talked to a lot of founders about co-founder relationships. Yeah. I feel really lucky to um, have founded a company with someone who is so brilliant and so compassionate and really a great team player. Oh, that's great. So he's, I mean, he's just terrific and has, you know, a well of knowledge in tech. So yeah. he... Um, we were built totally on Amazon. Um, he actually started building the back end himself. I can code in the front yeah. line, front end, but yeah. I haven't done any of that. <laughs> uh, we have we had a really awesome yeah. front end web developer. Yeah. Um, so Sudarshan built the back end, oh, and okay. we just started chipping away at it so we could get something out. Right. Um, we worked with a few different designers to help us with you know the front end designs. Yeah. Um, and then it was very incremental. It was very, you know, iterative. We would try something out, build, Starship would stay up all night coding, yeah. and then we'd test it with a handful of people, yeah. see how it worked, and then we'd make changes. We'd brainstorm for a few hours every morning right. about how we wanted to move forward, what we learned, right. um, and then we'd figure out what changes we wanted to make, and then we'd go code some more, and then three days later, do the same cycle. Right. So our sprints were, you know, typically at bigger companies, sprints are two weeks, a month, right. six right. months. Our sprints were, you know, three-day sprints. Right. Wow, that sounds fun. So, the uh, how hard was it to tap into those affiliate programs? Were those hard to code in? Presumably, like, uh, tell me how that worked. Yeah, so it, you know, they weren't. No, it wasn't hard to okay. code in. I mean, at most most of the ticketing sites out there have. Um, a, I mean APIs. Right. So we're getting all of their event data. If you go onto okay. brimby.com, yeah. you would see, you know, probably most of the events in the world. They're are a okay. lot of events that we carry because we just are hooked right into Ticketmaster oh, nice. and okay. StubHub and SeatGeek. Right, we can have we have access to all of that okay. data, um, so it's easy to tie yeah. into it. I think that some of the issues are more around the integrity of the data. Okay. Um, some of the systems that the other sites are built on are older, and a lot of the data is not up to date. So there may be incorrect pricing oh, or availability. So that presented a, a different set of issues. Right. Um, which is how can we guarantee that the price that we show is the correct price, and how can we ensure that there's availability? Right. If you're going to send an invitation out to your friends saying, hey, I'm going to get six tickets to the national this fall, right. and you're banking on there being availability for the price that you've told your friends, and right. then there's not, that puts us in a tricky situation. Yeah. So we've had to come up with some you know, innovative ways to deal with that and to message to the consumers in a, you know, in a, in a way that makes sense, that doesn't, add, you know, doesn't, doesn't uh, confuse the user experience. Right. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the show, the big shows at least, sell out like instantaneously. Yeah. Which yeah. doesn't really, which really doesn't allow for planning to bring a group because you, you can't plan. Mm -hmm. The show is sold out. But then you got secondary sales, right, that occur. And Absolutely. I mean, I think the beauty of the industry right now is that you can always get a ticket to a show if you're willing to pay. Right. And people's willingness to pay is something that we've spent a lot of time on. Right. Um, that being said, the Brimby model allows you to organize the group either before you buy the tickets or after you buy the tickets. Okay. Okay, okay. So you could, you know, for, and it actually is, there's only a few percent of shows that really do sell out, right. the Dells right. of the world. Yeah, the sure. majority of, of shows, you know, 40% of tickets go unsold in North America. Okay. Okay. So it's an enormous yeah, market. Right. The bulk of the market. It's a four is. billion dollar market. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I in the Brimby model, we really want to make it easy for you to organize that group 
whether you have purchased the tickets or, or you haven't purchased the right. tickets yet. Right. So say it is for Adele. You could come on to Brimby, set up the Brimby, figure out exactly who's in and how much right. they're willing to pay and where they want to sit so that when they do go on sale and you get that pre-sale code, you can go on and feel really confident in booking the six tickets right. and confident that you're going to get paid back and that you are going to hand the ownership of that ticket over to your friend in 15 minutes. So no longer is it your problem if they show up or if they don't. Right, right. Um, so it's an insurance policy. Brimby is an insurance policy for organizers who want to go to you know to shows or to events with their friends yeah. and they just need a little bit some you know floor beneath them to say you know you're good you're gonna get paid back and these people will probably show up because they bought the ticket themselves right. Mike what are your thoughts yeah I was I'm curious to know you know what brought you to this idea what were you doing beforehand uh, you know are you guys bootstrapped did you raise money so like how, how uh, tell us about sort of the origins of the company and and, uh, and what got you going yeah, absolutely. So I, I've always been a music, live music fanatic. Um, I think that there's no better way to bring together community, to travel, than through uh, experiencing live music. And it's, I mean, I'm sure if I played one of your favorite songs right now, you would feel it. You know, you feel it in your bones. You move. You're like, oh, gosh, when are they playing? Where can I see them? And so for me, one of my favorite bands, one of the bands that gives me that feeling, that kind of deep happiness, that connection, um, that, that desire to move, um, is local natives. And they, I was traveling, I was in Park City, Utah, um, for Sundance Film Festival, actually, and I was walking uh, with my partner at the time down Main Street, and I look up, and I see that local natives is playing in Park City, Utah. Oh, wow. cool. And it was, you know, so I, I was just beside myself. I said, this is a band that I would travel anywhere in the world to see and here I am in a town and they're playing and I had no idea and I'm someone who you know I'm on bands in town I'm on Songkick. I follow all of my favorite artists and still technology failed me I should have known that they were playing there granted it was you know a private show for something but it, it got me thinking it got the juices flowing of you know this is a problem it should be easier for people to know where their favorite bands are playing, and it should be much easier for them to get groups of people to attend the show with them. And so when I started to go down that road, it really started as a travel for music idea in that I wanted to be able to search local natives and know everywhere in the world that they were playing and all in how much it would cost for me to get there. So I could be able to, in one click, see, well, I could go to Paris and see local natives for only $200 more than I would be paid to see them in San Francisco because San Francisco is sold out and there's still tickets in Paris and it turns out that there's a deal on Air France. Right? So that's where the idea started. And then it very quickly, when we started doing our research and I met Sadarshan, we quickly realized that actually... You know, traveling for music, yes, there's a market there and some people are trying to tackle it. But really, at the core of it, it's about group transaction. Because in order for me to be willing to travel for music, I have to be able to convince my friends to come with me. So we got into this place of group transaction and group e-commerce and what does that look like. Um, but it really came from a, you know, a deep love for, for live music and traveling. I mean, I think, you know, we're going to get there as we iterate and we're rolling out travel features in the very new, near future. Um, and I was previously at Expedia. And then before that, I worked in the entertainment industry down in L.A. So I've been at the intersection of tech and entertainment and travel for quite some time now. Yeah, it sounds great. It sounds really nice. So um, 
people if people want to learn about it and they just go to brimby.com is that generally kind of where to go yep brimby.com exactly okay or follow us on social media okay and you're you're looking for the super organizers the people who want to come out come out of the come off the social networks and into real life and drag their friends with them you got it exactly those all of the individuals <laughs> who have who experience the pain of trying to get their friends to show up and pay them back brimby is your tool yeah it'll make your life easier it sounds like a great it sounds like a really really good tool and i, I imagine you're going to have great success with this so i really enjoyed really fun talking to you yeah. at this stage you'll have to come back a year from now and talk to us again and tell us where you're at and how the metrics look and have you even, have you started have you gotten to the phase where you really I mean what sort of what what sort of yeah. things do you track every day what sort of data do you track every day or do, have you gotten to that point yet yeah we absolutely have gotten to that point so we you know we spend a lot of time on Mixpanel okay. um, okay. and Google Analytics understanding um, how people are using the site where okay. where are our breaking points where are they bouncing where where are we sticky right okay. um, so we are absolutely diving into the customer data and user behavior yeah. um, to understand you know where do we need to improve what's right. working what's not working um, some of the metrics that we care most about are you know how many invitations is an organizer sending right. on a regular basis is right. it once a month is it three times a month is it ten times a month right. and from that number how many invitees are responding, right? right? When they share the Brimby with their friends, how many people are opting in, right? And then how many charges are sent? So we follow the life cycle of an invitation of a Brimby right. to understand where are the breaking points? Right. Um, because naturally at the stage where, you know, we're in, we're not, we are doing a lot of things wrong, right? So the, the, the work, you know, the, the, we have to be pretty quick in how we understand where those points are because as you know with any startup, it's just how much can you get done in the amount of time that you have? And so we try not to stall. We try not to get held up by sometimes, you know, the, the lack of clarity around a user's behavior. And we really try to dig in to understand the life cycle, where they're getting hung up, and how we can move them forward. Right. And sometimes that's, you know, an issue with user experience. Sometimes there's a bug. There's, you know, usually there's a pretty easy explanation okay. for it. Um, so, but, sort of fit, so invitations that start yeah. that, I mean, and then stall. Yep. And that's a big area of focus. Oh, absolutely. And that's, I mean, the current solution today, the, the biggest problem is that things stall. You know, when you go on Facebook and you look, the Nationals coming to Seattle, right? So look right. at the Nationals Facebook page and you'll see hundreds of comments of individuals tagging their friends hmm. saying, should we get tickets? Who's going to get tickets? Where right. do you want to sit? Who's paying? I already got one. You get three more. Right. Um, and what we find though is that for the majority of those conversations that happen on social media, they stall. Right. Nobody ends up purchasing a ticket. Right. And, I've done this and it's, myself. And it's you're so like, painful. Go, it's you want to go, so, and then you just never figure it out. Like, no one replies to your comment, or it's so people get busy. Exactly, and it's so painful because yeah. there's a true fear of missing out, and then the show yeah. happens, and you regret it. Yeah. And you regret not going. And so what we have to be very careful with on our platform is that we're paying special attention to the stall factor. Okay. We need to make sure that, above all else, Brimby is a place that moves this process along, right. moves it forward. Right. And so we've, you know, iterated and played around a lot with the notification system. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about that because that, I mean, you probably could train some AI bots or something to chase people or... I've, absolutely. And I think, you know, as we move forward, we want to reach the customers where they are. So one of the initiatives that we're doing right now is... Um, 
we'll be working with bands and venues to put Brimby buttons on their sites. Okay, nice. So we reach customers at the point at which they're planning on buying tickets. Right. But before you go buy a ticket, quickly send out a Brimby, put a deadline of three hours, and right. see how many additional people you can get on board so you can buy tickets for a group. Because unequivocally, everybody wants to go to shows with more people. Right. Yeah, for sure. A lot, it's a lot more fun. It's so much more fun. Um, and so the other thing that we're playing around with is what types of shows. Right. You know, what are the shows where people really do want to go with bigger groups? Right. They'd rather go with six people than just two people. Right. What we're finding is that's the majority of shows. When we interview, you know, our users, we right. say, how if you could tell us the number that you would love to go to the show with, and it's typically between six and ten. Right. Um, so anyway, what we look at is the stall factor, yeah. looking at the metrics on the state. How are people moving through the site? Um, what do they care about? You know, where are they getting hung up? But the thing that's most, the numbers that are most important to us is how many invites, how many Brimbies are sent? You know, how many Brimbies, you know, end up in a successful transaction, meaning they're actually right. going to go to the show? Right. And then the third number that we really deeply care about is of the individuals that you invited to join you at the show, how many of those people over the course of the following month decided to organize something themselves? Oh, I see. I got you. Yeah, that's interesting. Because yeah. that, when we talk about cost for customer acquisition, right. that's the number that matters. Because I may have paid to acquire you, the organizer, the super user, yeah. but all of those individuals that you invited, you know, through sending your Brimby yeah. that became organizers, you know, that lowers the cost for customer acquisition. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And increases lifetime value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All those great SaaS metrics you got. Yes, try. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're doing it all. Hey, Mike, any, any party thoughts? No, it sounds like an interesting service. I really appreciate you coming on the show and telling us about it. It's great to hear about things that, that are going on in town, and um, it's really exciting. So, yeah, keep us posted. And, um, again, let, how, what's the website? One more time for, for anybody that wants to go check it out and organize the show. Yep, it's brimby.com. All right, with two E's, B-R-I-M-B-E-E, right? -E -E. yep, .com. You got it. Fantastic. Well, thanks for being on the show, Allie. Uh, this has uh, been uh, Mike and Joe. See you next week.